0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's All Happening with Amanda, a weekly podcast that dives deep into your favorite reality TV shows. With help from my special guests, we break down the most shocking, controversial, and heartfelt moments from Bravo and beyond. Grab your fancy AF cocktail book, make yourself a drink, and get ready for me to mention it all because it truly is all happening. Hi, friends. Wow. You came back for episode two. I'm so excited. I'm really overwhelmed with so much love from all over the place for the premiere of it's all happening last week. And I just can't get over it. I, I am loving all of your messages, your comments, your reviews. I mean, they really truly mean so much to me. And I said, I wanted to start this podcast to make somebody happy every day. And even if that person is just me, like it, it really brings me so much joy just to do this. And so if I am making other people happy for listening to me talk about Bravo, then like I, that that's great. I'm so happy about that. So thank you so much. I had the best time last night chatting with Ashley Hoover Baker from On the state Entertainment. She really does it all in the social media world. She doesn't just post about Bravo like I do. She also posts about all things pop culture and every day she posts important events or movies or albums and so much more that happened on this day in history and it's really nostalgic and it just it makes me so happy just to see all of my favorite movies come back and and just remind me of like the good old days so i i love talking to her and she really loves bravo too so um make sure you listen to our interview that comes on later and also my next episode the part two is coming out tomorrow So during our sit-down, we reminisce about Laguna and The Hills, the original reality TV shows that we loved. We talk about how Ramona has been spreading COVID around the country, and we celebrate the return of another great week of Potomac. We really do mention it all, and I did have to break it into two parts, so thank you for sticking with us, but, you know, we just have a lot to say. And this has been a really busy week on TV, especially for me. I watched real housewives of New York. I watched Beverly Hills and I really liked this week of Beverly Hills. Again, we picked back up in Rome after that shocking dinner and we got to see the women having fun. They had their Ferrari rides. They did the Dolce and Gabbana private shopping experience. And that's like something I will never be able to do is a private Dolce and Gabbana experience. So That's what I want to see. I want to see that lifestyle porn. I don't even care that they were acting ridiculous, trying on the tiaras, pushing each other out of the way. It was like kind of cute. Like I liked it. And we even had Denise and Erica seem to settle their disagreement and kind of start to move forward. And I was really proud of them for that. Although I know all good things must come to an end. And we had Dorit confront Kyle at their little lunch about how she's been speaking to her in group settings lately. And I am just so here for it. You know, I'm a Dorit stand lately. And I do admit that it took me a little bit longer to realize that than others. But I love her. I love her so much. And you know what? Anyone who's going to stand up to Kyle right now, I'm a fan of. Because I truly just, I'm just not, I'm not feeling Kyle. I have to admit it. So not only did we have Roni and Beverly Hills, we also had the episode two of Potomac this week, which aired surprisingly on demand early, but it also came back on on Sunday. And if you're like me, you watch everything four times. Um, So I checked that out and they also played Race in America after the Potomac episode on Sunday and that was guided by host Nina Parker and it featured men and women from different franchises on Bravo and there was a mixture of sharing personal experiences as well as a lot of historical information so it was definitely a good opportunity to listen and learn and I'm not going to say that too much about it because I do want you to watch it for yourself and if you haven't had a chance to watch the special I know you can access it online through bravotv.com and sign in with your TV provider credentials. So definitely do that if you didn't DVR it or check it out at the time. All of that is so exciting on Bravo, but my one of my favorite shows, Big Brother is back, which is not only three episodes every single week, but I subscribed to live feeds, which means my entire life is watching these people stuck quarantined in their house. And you know what? Like I'm quarantined, they're quarantined. It's great. I'm like all about it. And if you aren't a Big Brother fan, don't worry. I won't talk too much about it. You can just like push the, the like forward 30 seconds thing a couple times and then and like it's no harm, no foul. But i do want to do like a quick recap so all of our favorite all-stars well most of our favorite all stars are back in the house and i'm so thrilled that they did not do a night one eviction and i'm wondering if is production finally listening to us like they give us all stars they stop doing the night one eviction it just seems like yes thank you thank you allison so cody won the hoh competition and there's a lot of chatter in the Big Brother fandom, that this competition was unfair, but say lovey, it is what it is, it's over. He was thinking of nominating Kesar and Janelle for eviction, but they could both sense this is coming. And we did get to see on the episode their sit-downs with him, and they were definitely right, to decide to play in the safety competition. They were the only two who decided to play. And some people are questioning whether it made sense for both of them to do it, but they didn't have like necessarily a clear cut alliance that one of them would save the other. So I, whatever they, they both played. It's fine. We got to watch our favorites back in back in action. So KSR won, And he was able to grant Janelle safety as well, and she did get a punishment, which really the punishment was a reward for all of us because she had to wear this like adorable star costume. And I just love her. And then she like laid in bed with her, like, Louboutin shoes and her yellow star. And she just, she's just awesome. I love her. So since Cody couldn't, sorry, Cody couldn't nominate Kesar or Janelle, he decided to nominate Keisha and Kevin for eviction, even after Kevin poured his heart out to Cody. And as happy as I am that it wasn't Janelle and Kesar, I did feel bad for Kevin. I... I'd love to talk more about Big Brother. I'm feeling like I'm taking too long. I'm going to save it for when I have my friend Ryan, who's a Big Brother expert on as a guest. So for now, you can enjoy my sit down with Ashley in two parts. Please come back tomorrow as we continue discussing this past week's Roni. And don't forget to follow me at It's All Happening X. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today, because it seems like forever since we started planning on doing this together, and you said you would come on and and help me out when you barely knew me, so I just really appreciate that.
1: You're awesome. I'm happy to do it, and you know, the podcast community is very, that's one thing I love about this community. Everybody is very encouraging and positive, and it's been really nice. So I'm just glad to do good by others as others have done to me. I wanted to talk to you about selling Sunset, but I'm not caught up yet. So that's something, yeah. Oh gosh. Don't get me started on selling sunset. I lost like two days of my life and Mm -hmm. I don't regret a thing.
0: I would have been finished by now, but it's actually one of the only shows that my husband is watching with me. And he's kind of like a one episode a day, kind of a guy. He hates TV. And so that's why I'm kind of behind. Cause I, yeah it it takes so long if you're doing one episode a day.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, I know. I, I When you're married, people don't understand, but it's like, I can't watch everything. Right. Like, people are like, how do you not watch that show? Like, i brand new to Potomac. I just started, like, a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, and watched from season one, episode one, like, have watched everything. And it's amazing, but people were like, how, why didn't you even watch it? And I was like, because I'm married, and my husband would like to see me from time to time, and he just doesn't enjoy it. So... Right. I mean,
0: you have to, you have to make some sacrifices. If we watched every single TV show that all of our friends suggested, we would just never have enough time. I mean, during quarantine, it made things a little bit easier. I watched Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad for the first time and people couldn't believe I'd never seen that, but obviously I finished it really quick. I had nothing to do but watch TV, but when they're on now, things, people are back to work and things are, you know, things are picking back up. So it's harder to to get every single show in. And so for Selling Sunset, I'm, I'm really into it, but I'm, I'm a little bit into season two. So when I finish with season three, we should do another chat. I would
1: <laughs> love that. Love, yes. love, love.
0: Yes. All right, well, I wanna know more about how you got started with your podcast and with your Instagram, because I'm kind of new to the whole Instagram world. And I, you were one of the first accounts that I was following. And it gives me so much joy because I love the nostalgic piece to it. When I saw the clueless 25 year anniversary, I like about died. I couldn't believe it was 25 years.
1: How does that happen? Like, how has that been 25 years?
0: Do you ever like see something and figure out how long it's been and then just like straight up refuse
1: to post it because it's so depressing? There's been a few that I'm just like, it's impossible that it's that old, but people emotion triggers people your followers your listeners and those are the moments that are really kind of like when it hits you it hits other people and that's kind of the goal that I learned yeah eventually (laughs) that I'm constantly like learning but yeah no it's there's a lot of them clueless 25 was a really big one um there have been a few like last year did you watch the movie um true beverly hills growing up no,
0: I never Oh saw my that. God, I was
1: obsessed with that movie. It just turned 30 last year and wow. I was just like, I can't. I, I just I watched that movie like 10 times every weekend growing up. So yeah. I'm like, how was that so long ago? How was that elementary school or middle school? I'm thinking myself.
0: I feel like the reason why it's so hard for us is because we lived through the year 2000 and so we've always been doing the math in our head of You know, 1980 was 20 years ago, but really it was 40 years ago. So it just throws you off. You think about it in terms of 20, or sorry, year 2000, and you're like, oh, 80 was 20 years ago, 90 was 10 years ago. And, but that's not it. It's 20 extra years now.
1: I'm constantly counting by tens on my fingers. Yeah. At least the year ends with a zero. As the on this day girl, I have a really hard time, like, since I don't teach anymore, math is not as easy for me as it used to be because I'm out of practice Definitely, and just counting years, like when I do the birthday segment at the end and I have to count how many years it is on their birthday and I have to use my fingers way too often.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that. Do you get your information from some sort of database? How long have you been collecting all of it and where do you get all of your on this day information? Cause you, I feel like your
1: brain is like a computer. Like you have so uh, much information in there. It's annoying and none of it means anything in the grand <laughs> scheme. So that's the most frustrating part, but, um, I have a Google doc. That's just a living document. So anytime something big happens, like I'll just kind of just go in and type it in, um, days that I'm just like really not excited or just like days that I don't have anything in my database, um, I will go to like onthisday.com and there's like a music and a movie like TV one and I'll just kind of like scan through there and that's how I find like birthdays for the most part um and like a lot of like celebrity marriages and divorces like that's just not something I think about looking up right but Like the movies that I love the TV shows that I love like those are the ones I'll go out and seek the dates but sometimes like it's a I've been doing the podcast like a year and a half now. So my database has gotten to be pretty extensive.
0: Yeah. And then what do you do when you get to something that's, you announced it last year and then you're announcing it again this year. Do you have like a new post or do you reuse some of the things that you
1: do? Um, if, thankfully the things that are historic, like Clueless, if I'm going, it just depends. Like some of it, like, thankfully there's that on the, on this day, um, uh, thing on instagram now where it'll take last year's posts and just put them back in your story so a lot of times like i'll just do that just for throwbacks that i'm not creating new content yeah and still you're so giving it new a
0: throwback followers so it's not like it's old news to anybody and the people who did follow you last year like wow it's been a year already
1: i remember that last year <laughs> Well, Like, I don't even talk about things on the podcast, and I'm like, I think I talked about this, and (laughs) if I can't remember talking about it, I know people aren't listening (laughs) that closely. Right.
0: Right, I mean, they might remember it, but it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, they, they're like, oh yeah, I've heard that once before, but they can't remember where.
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: I know we were talking about you living out in Vegas. So is that how you've been able to meet some of the, um, like the Vanderpump people? Cause I remember you showed me a picture of you and Sheena. Do you go out to LA a lot or have
1: you just visited there before? So, uh, yes to all. Like I go out in Vegas to events and then yes, I go to LA often. My husband's from LA, so we go visit his family. I've got my like favorite cousin lives there. She has a baby. So pre-COVID, we were going out there like every four to six weeks. Wow. And um yeah, we and just like going for like a night or two. Like I said, we have family. So we would go like on a front or we would usually do during the week because my husband's job, but like we'd leave like first thing Monday morning and leave like on Wednesday or something like that. So it's quick trips, but I've been to well, the funny thing is my sister and I went to Sur and we had gotten faux tattoos that say it's all happening. Yeah. And we wore them and Sheena just happened to be there. And we were like, Sheena, it's all happening. And she like flipped out. She had never seen anybody with a faux it's all happening tattoo before. And she like loved it. And she like put us on her Snapchat and was like totally cool, which she's always just so nice. But um, that's like the first time I met Sheena. And then I met her again in Vegas. I went to the Vanderpump cocktail grand opening party. Wow. And got to talk to her briefly. And, uh, she remembered me. I was like, I was the girl with this. And she's like, Oh, I totally remember you. And I was like, thanks.
0: I love Sheena. She's just such a doll. And I feel like she's one of those people who honestly likes meeting her fans. I, I just really like her. I feel like she, she knows that not only she doesn't just know that she needs her fans because that's, you know, she's a celebrity. She needs fans, but I honestly feel like she likes to talk to people. Like we, she messages me back and forth all the time which is like she's just so nice i know that i don't know i know that she gets a lot of crap for being like kind of in everybody's face like coming off a little bit strong on the show where she like Uh buys people a lot of gifts or like remembers a lot of things about people but i feel like she's just a good friend like that's just who she is she's just a nice person
1: Right, and, like, I don't know a whole lot about love languages, but I know one love language is, like, buying things or, like, getting or making or whatever, but, like, providing people with gifts. Yeah. And if that's how she expresses her love, like... I don't think we're allowed to judge that. Some people are PDA people who like to be affectionate in public and stuff. And I'm like, ew, barf, you know, like, I don't want to see that. Some people are snugglers. Some people, uh, again, I'm not a professional on love languages, but I'm like, we all show love differently. Like, I'm not looking to judge her for that.
0: Yeah. And it always seems like it's things that people actually want, or they express that they mentioned one time that they want something. Like I saw... I saw when she gave Ariana her birthday present this year, and it was like a lot of little things that Ariana's like, oh, I remember when I told you about this time I bumped my head. So she got her a helmet. It was kind of like a joke, but she could also use it when she was riding a bike or riding a scooter down the street. And so it's like, she's not just buying people stuff to like buy their love. I feel like she's just a a nice person
1: agreed justice for Sheena all day every day. I've been on Team Sheena since day one. First of all, credit where credit is due. There would be no Vanderpump rules if it was not for Sheena Marie Shea. She is the reason we were gifted, what is it, eight seasons of, well, gifted seven seasons and then just kind of plopped on this last season series. But um, this is because of Sheena. It's because of, it's all happening Sheena. And She deserves respect. It's the least we can give her for all she's given us.
0: She really does deserve respect. And I feel like a lot of the original cast members, they look at it as like they're the friends of of reality TV, like the show Friends, especially Jax thinks that. And they kind of all stick together. But a lot of people don't think about the fact that Sheena is the reason why so many people started watching because of that marvelous transition they did from Beverly Hills into Vanderpump Rules. And like they, they've tried to recreate it with Summer House. I talked about this with some of my friends and Summer House just didn't do the same. I like Summer House, but that transition did not work the same way. It was not the same pull.
1: Well, as somebody who was a Stassi fan until the recent events, which I'm looking to welcome Stassi back into my life. I would love more Stassi, but she needs to do the work. Yeah. Still waiting. But um, yeah, going into Summer House's team, Stasi was rough because he made fun, that guy made fun of her turtleneck bathing suit, which was gorgeous. <laughs> and after that, I was like, I, no, no. But then I was watching Watch What Happens Live this last season, and I realized there was a whole storyline on finger banging. Yes. And yes. I was like, okay, maybe I'll need to start watching again, but I haven't gotten there yet. It's again, so funny enough.
0: It's so i watched so i watched some i watched the first episode because i tried the transition when when kyle was in the hot tub calling her steve jobs because that steve jobs right because the turtleneck or yeah whatever. exactly and i was like ew who is this guy he's horrible and then so quickly I, well i skipped season one and season two but i started at season three and so quickly i loved kyle he's like my one of my favorite ones on the show so i was like who was that weirdo in the hot he is a completely different person. I don't know if he was just really uncomfortable because it's they were kind of famous at the time, and he was right. the first day of filming. I'm pretty sure because that they knew they were doing that transition with the Vanderpump crew, and he uh-huh. was. I think he just got too drunk and was really embarrassing because he he did he did get drunk and embarrassing a lot more, but he wasn't calling people Steve Jobs. That was just a weird. That
1: was weird of him very strange like yeah. men this is a, i am probably talking to gay men here because knowing the bravo podcast world there are a few straight guys out there which we love you they do exist. but um they do they're the unicorns in our community but you know we just need to stop commenting on females like bodies and wardrobe choices for men like it just doesn't end well for you so just don't say anything
0: yeah I feel like it was like a weird word vomit where he didn't know what else to say and he's just like you look like Steve Jobs I'm like oh my gosh but I guess it, <sighs> it, I'm glad that they didn't have a thing because it would have felt honestly really forced if they said oh let's have Stassi come on and have a fling with the guy in the summer house." to try to make people watch the show. I mean, it really didn't need that. And I I honestly, I felt like it was so silly to have Stasi have these friends that no one... Had ever seen her with maybe they were really friends, but it just seemed so forced. They're like, Oh, you're not doing anything for your birthday? Oh, just come to Montauk. It's like, no, you had a show. Like, we we're not <laughs> stupid. We knew that they had a TV show. They didn't just get signed because Stasi's birthday was so much fun with the cameras, but they were like, stay here all summer, we'll film you. Obviously, it was, it was set up, and we all knew that. So it just felt so forced. I wish they would have just been like, hey, we've got this. Here's our new show. We're gonna go film with these people so that people watch it I just wish they would just tell us that because that was obvious
1: to me exactly I feel exactly the same way
0: I'm just yeah I'm just kind of sick of them like trying to shove things down our throats when we just know that that's not it and that's how it feels sometimes with the cast makeups where they'll bring in a new person and they have like a fake friend who introduces them, and I'm just not buying it. I don't feel like that with Wendy and Candace. I honestly feel like they were having such a great sit-down that I believe them as friends. I, they, You could tell they had chemistry. They they already knew each other.
1: Oh, you can tell. It's so obvious. They're obviously friends. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that we can tell. Like, I had Alia Shuri from Shaw's. Do you watch Shaw's of Sunset? Yes, and I was
0: going to bring that up because I... I listened to your interview with him and I watched him on Ono oh Bravo Live and I'm just like, I can't, he, I, I can't believe all of the, the stuff that he's been sharing with everybody and I'm so glad he's coming forward because there's just so much more to it than what we see on TV.
1: Bravo did him dirty whether or not you agree with him. I'm not asking anybody to like him, but like I just as somebody like I was a journalism major in college like I believe in a balanced media like you have to have all sides of the story told and for him to just not for the entire season to be about him for him not to get a confessional nor a seat at the reunion. I found to be absolutely ridiculous. But I thought it was funny when we chatted. I um, I asked about the girl, Sara, from the show this season. The girl who, like, dated R. Kelly for however many years. Yeah. And... I was like, it just didn't feel real. Am I missing something? And he's like, oh no, they just brought her in. She's not friends with us. And I was like, well, there you go, Bravo. You're not fooling us. Like, it was so obvious that the rest of them had history, including Nima, who's newer to the show, but you can tell he's got ties with the cast. Sara just appeared and it did and I'm not saying anything bad about Sara. I actually enjoyed her sometimes but it just didn't make sense.
0: It didn't make sense to me either. And I was going to ask you, so I don't know Nima's background with everyone. To me, it seemed a little more streamlined with Nima, but I felt like it's because he has more charisma than she did. Like he just really had more of a presence on the screen and I accepted him as a cast member a lot easier. But to me, it did seem like him and his sister were cast and they Mm. just kind of like, said, oh, I think it was Mike that was friends with his sister and was like, oh, I invited my friends on this trip. I'm like, no, I feel like you didn't just invite your friends. Again, you didn't just invite your friends. Like, they're a new cast
1: member. I don't know. Well, it's exactly like this... ridiculous charade in Beverly Hills currently with the whole like Lisa Rinna organized this trip and I'm like can we please stop pretending that Lisa Rinna like organized a trip to Rome for this cast like let's just not let's just take that out of our you know we don't need to hear it it's okay just say that we're going on a cash trip it's fine
0: right I mean I I guess I just don't really know how else they should explain things if they don't try to explain it could end up like Elise where she just shows up and nobody says anything about where she came from and I love Elise I'm like an Elise Stan these days but um but I definitely feel like they need to explain something but I don't know how they do it without breaking the fourth wall or making it seem so like not genuine and yeah I don't know maybe it was Lisa's idea to throw out Rome as as a plan but there's no way she planned the
1: trip I mean she didn't pay for it there's no way She's not a damn travel agent, uh-huh. you know. She's not. You know, she's not sitting on Expedia like comparing prices with Orbit. Let's just say that that's not happening. We none of us believe it.
0: Right. It's different than like when Stasi planned their New Orleans trip because she lived there, like on Vanderpump Rules. They went for the mm. Bachelor Bachelorette party. I believe she planned everything they did because she was from that area. And plus, I feel like the the Vanderpump crew doesn't really get that predict produced side as much they have to I heard somewhere and I feel like it was I feel like it was from Charlie I'm pretty sure it was Charlie's interview maybe with Ryan Bailey but I can't remember because I know they, they had a really good interview where she said if they wanted to film they had to come up with what they wanted to film. So they had to say, hey, I have an idea for a scene. Me and Dana are gonna go do this thing. And then they would say, Uh okay, yes or no, we'll send the the camera crew or not, at least for the new people. So if that's true, then they really are coming up with it. And I feel like Housewives, it's just a little bit different. If it's a different production company, they might have a different plan. I'm not sure.
1: Well, and just one of those legalities and just something that's not glamorous to think about if you enjoy reality TV, but it's just what it is. Like, if you're gonna film at X location, you have to go in before, ask X location if you can film, they're gonna need to give you a room, they're gonna make sure that they have a server that's willing to be on camera, that's gonna represent their restaurant well, like all these things are planned out. There's no just like, oh, we're just gonna walk into this restaurant and just like go in and uh, grab some food and grab a drink. It's like, it might look like that, but they've had it cleared beforehand. Yeah, and,
0: and that brings me back to when when I was in high school and Laguna Beach was really big and we were always trying to figure out is this real, is this not? And so many of us thought it's not a real show because it was obvious that they had set up the camera work. They had mm-hmm. they're always sitting at the same table by the window. The camera angles are always so perfect, but I don't think that necessarily means the show isn't real, but we were I think we were just too young in the reality TV to separate that. Like these scenes might be produced, but the content's not. And so I still like to think that a lot of the content on Bravo is. Even if you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen in the scene, there it's not scripted, so I'm I'm happy about that.
1: I do. And feel- you know, I've been fortunate to talk to some Bravo celebrities, and then I talked to somebody on The Bachelor, somebody from one of Oprah's channel, uh, Oprah's um, reality network, um, one of their shows, and consistently, people say that what happens on screen is real mm-hmm. but the way it's edited and sometimes like the most that they'll do of like scripting is that they'll have to do like pickup scenes right where like they didn't get the full um the full shot you know didn't pick up on camera whatever the case may be or like entrances and exits a lot of times I guess are hard to film so they'll do those more than once but yeah, yeah. I was really relieved to hear that they say most of what you see is edited and like manipulated, however, the situations are pretty real.
0: When Laguna and the Hills were on, we didn't really hear anybody talking. Well, we didn't have social media back then, but we didn't really hear anybody explaining any of that, which is why so many people felt like things weren't maybe all the way real.
1: Well, and then they threw at the end of the hills i mean it was like a dagger through my soul that very last frame as uh all the cast is leaving and do living their lives and doing whatnot and then you see the like faux background just yes. move away and they're like it was all fake Well, it's more then than now, my heart could handle
0: and then now i mean hearing someone like kristen cavallari say Oh, when she came back to the Hills later, she pretty much openly admits that like, she was just playing a character. She's like, that was fun. They wanted me to be the villain. They wanted me to come on and be the bitch. And I was just going to do it. She was like, I had no interest in Justin Bobby. You find out that when she was kind of flirting with Brody and saying her goodbyes to him, he was actually dating Avril Lavigne, like very seriously. He was not single. Like you find out later, all this stuff about the Hills that I think towards the end it really did kind of turn into a different animal. I think it was a lot more produced at the end just because the people had moved on so much they didn't want to show their real lives. Right. Plus they were celebrities.
1: Yes. Like they were huge stars. They were building brands. Like in the housewives world we laugh at La and we think of Ageless by Ramona and all these products but like all of this is because of I credit a lot of reality TV to the success of Laguna Beach and The Hills Yes, and where reality TV has come, that being kind of like the baseline. And yeah. it was so good. I miss it. I love those shows so much. It was so
0: good. And that's like one of the first podcasts that I ever really started listening to was Laguna Beach, And she just does such a good job of doing the recaps of old... Laguna episodes it makes me so nostalgic and I just want to go back and rewatch all the time because it really was such good tv and it really brings you back to like those high school problems and then maybe those like young adult problems whereas now sometimes housewives can get a little bit heavy even when people are being petty and childish a lot of the issues are like adult issues whereas on Laguna and the hills it was like oh yeah like this guy doesn't like me back it was just kind of it's kind of like nice to revisit that
1: right uh the big stressor was do i stay with my boyfriend or do i go take this opportunity in paris yes like those were the simple days that i missed so much
0: and she made the wrong decision i can't believe she didn't go to paris
1: she will always be known as the girl who didn't go to paris
0: yes and now have you kept up with him jason he's like really
1: attractive and doing very well for himself. I'm happy to hear that. I don't keep up with him. I've recently dug into Stephen Coletti's life after the snap of him and Kristen last week, which was like, 2020 needed some joy, and even if we just got that picture from them, I'll take it. Yeah, what is that? Do you know anything more? Like, you
0: have all the gossip. What's going on with them?
1: If there's anything, I did did my due diligence, and I just couldn't find anything, though they are both single now. I don't it there's nothing else there's no other record of them being together it is literally just that photo and a bunch of our imaginations running wild I wonder if they ran into each other or if they
0: planned to hang out I'm really curious
1: well that like goes back to the hills like being fake it's like okay so Lauren and Audrina just happen to be sitting at catch up and then heidi walks in like of all restaurants in all of WeHo, on this day during this time you're gonna walk into the same restaurant at the same time please
0: right yeah so there
1: is that element of like me you know
0: yeah i feel like at least the housewives don't really do that they don't like pretend like they're catching each other at a restaurant or anything like that i think we've learned they've learned that we can't do that.
1: (laughs) That's not going to lie. They they don't want to get trolled by us.
0: Yes. Um, Before we get into anything from this week's Bravo, I do need to mention, thank God T'Challa came back. I mean, that was so stressful for me. I was actually crying. I posted a video about it, just watching her upset. And anytime anyone's sad, it makes me like tear up and I just kept thinking about my own dog being missing and how horrible that must have been for her oh
1: thank goodness and the fact that the bird flew back to home flew back home like it's just the most beautiful thing thank goodness I mean I don't know I'm not an expert on birds nor (laughs) do I think many of us are I mean uh, not all of us are Monique Samuels but hopefully, I know it's funny, because I wrote an article right after the bo- bird was found, and I learned um, that the bird had been microchipped, which is great if the bird is, like, found and captured. Yeah. Like, they'll never return the bird to. But, like, if there's, like, a little microchip, like, couldn't they put, like, a GPS tracker on the bird or something? So, I've like, asked a, a that GoPro? about
0: I've asked that about my dog because my dog is also microchipped. It was like a requirement when I adopted her from the um, like from the rescue that I worked with. So she's microchipped, but that really only helps if a vet or a shelter finds her. They can scan and I think my phone number and my name comes up, which is really helpful because if she gets turned in anywhere. However, that doesn't help if she's just like running loose in my neighborhood and it really freaks me out, but they do make GPS collars. I can't remember the name, so I can't plug it, but I'll put it on my Instagram because it seems really cool. It's a GPS collar and you just pay like a small fee per month and you can turn on the GPS so you can locate your dog. I don't think they make them for birds, but...
1: they should (laughs) should. you know maybe after all this maybe they will and then did you see me get
0: into some get into it get into it with somebody on your post who said like Monique needs therapy and she should be paying attention to her kids instead of worrying about a bird I'm like have you ever had a pet before like she's allowed to be sad about her bird Come
1: on. well and then like of course the bird being missing is affecting her children as well and seeing her children like people suck like if you were that person if you're listening like you suck you might be a nice person on other things but you need to gain some compassion.
0: Yeah. That was like horrible. I'm like, okay, wait, she needs therapy because she cares about her pet bird. And she did say that she said she's trying not to be upset around her kids. So then of course, when she's out there without her kids, it's making her, you know, kind of like lose it a little bit because she's trying to stay strong in front of her kids and say, Oh, we'll find him. We'll find him. So yeah, I don't know, but this is making me even more being on Monique's team. And then right before we came on here, I saw that post from Candace fat shaming a reporter or a blogger whatever whoever I don't know who she was talking about but she said oh this blogger this obese person and saying like all these extra rolls of fat and I was like oh my gosh and then I was like who is she talking about and she said it was a man I don't even want to know who she's talking about because I don't want to give it that much attention except for to say that that's gross and that just really how
1: dare she how dare she and after just being compared to a hamster on national television I can't be imagined that felt too good so to do that immediately after is really low even for Candace right
0: and I understand that she was talking about someone who was criticizing her so I don't know what this other person said about her and it could have been a low blow so I don't want to assume because maybe he was making fun of her appearance in which it's not okay but you know you know but if he was talking about her actions and her being immature and you know like how she should be apologizing to ashley which are real things that people are allowed to say we're critiquing your actions on tv and then you go and fat shame that person it's like it's making it really hard for anyone to want to root for you because i just said here last week that i'm still rooting for her even if i don't love her as a as a person on potomac like she's not my favorite Uh But I still like her and I want her to do well. I want to see her do well, but she's making it hard because now I'm like, wait, how do I, like, how do I support you?
1: I'm, I'm really struggling with her. I don't find her likable with that said. I think she makes phenomenal TV. She
0: does. I mean, she really does make phenomenal TV. And I think that if she is friends with someone, she probably is a good friend. I mean, I don't think I, I like her relationship with her husband. I know that they, you know, they have like an interesting kind of like banter and, it's just an inter- It's an interesting dynamic that I like to watch. And I do think they love each other and they care about each other. And I think she's she's a great person. She's beautiful, she's smart and she's funny. She is funny. I just think right now she's being kind of nasty to other people and I'm just, I'm feeling team Monique. What about oh,
1: you? <laughs> it, yeah, oh, absolutely. Mo all the way on this one and shame on Candace for talking about a new mother like anything about Ashley right now just like stop like I don't have children but at least I can empathize with people that like it changes their entire world and just like give her some space like
0: yeah And I think it's really kind of Ashley to be willing to hear an apology. Like she said that on this week's episode, she said, I'm even willing to hear and accept an apology. And really she's a new mom. She's busy with Dean. She doesn't have, she doesn't have time for the nonsense, but she's willing to give it a try. And I know it's her job to let Candace come to the dinner. Like, yes, they have to film with each other. I'm not Mm going to say like, Oh, good for her. She invited Candace. I know she didn't. She's just there. However, she was willing to hear her apologize and have a conversation, but I think until she hears an apology, she doesn't need to just like brush it under the rug and move forward.
1: Team Ashley, Team Monique 100. Candace and, is in the wrong. Yes, I agree.
0: And I'm really I'm really feeling for Karen this season with the whole situation with Ray and I feel like she's been kind of keeping things a little more low key and staying out of the drama. I know it's only been two episodes, but I'm interested to see her kind of, her grow as a person this season and kind of focus more on like herself instead of other people. Because I feel like in the past, she didn't want that attention on her marriage, but now she's being really open about what's going on and even like calling him out on TV saying like, I want to hear those three words. I want to hear, I love you.
1: That was painful. That was, the fact that he wouldn't even do that when he knew cameras were on them just shows how bad it must be the rest of the time. Like, he couldn't even play along, which I appreciate that as an audience member. I want to see something real. But, oof, that was uncomfortable. Poor Karen.
0: It was uncomfortable. I mean, I agree. I do agree. The thing I love about, this show, this franchise is they show so much real stuff. Like even, you know, Ashley being so open at dinner, like say what you want, but her being like, I need Botox in my butt. Like that's <sighs> just, honestly, she, she's so open about it and talking about being a mom. And now Karen talking about her relationship and Giselle being open about her ex and now being back with him, which she really could have hid from the season. Cause he lives in another state and we haven't seen him yet. So I do appreciate these ladies for being so open because I feel like they have so much more going on than New York. Like New York isn't showing
1: anything real. I love New York. It's just so much amazing entertainment. It's so fun to watch. And I'm so invested in these ladies and I love them more than my family, except for any family listening (laughs) to this right now. But like, I genuinely love them with all of my heart, but like, there's just, since Tinsley left, there's just not, and even before then, there wasn't like a huge storyline. At least there was more balance. Yeah. Leah Sober is definitely providing more balance, which is nice. Like, it's just, there's just not a whole lot going on, but that doesn't mean I'm not entertained.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely entertained. And honestly, it wasn't until I was preparing for this breakdown of the episode that I was even thinking wait, nothing's going on. Cause I was like not really writing a lot down when I was watching it. And that made me start to think of it in a different way, but you're right, it is still entertaining. So like the last couple of weeks, I've been laughing hysterically, everything that's going on. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But in terms of actual content and story, we're kind of in the same position as Beverly Hills, where I feel like the only story is what's happening between them and their arguments with the group. Like, I'm like, wait, when's the last time we heard about anyone's family? Leah's like the only one, and it's because she's new. So we had to meet her, you know, her um, daughter's father. We had to like learn about their relationship. And we heard about Dorinda's breakup, but since they've been broken up, she doesn't talk about anything.
1: Exactly. And we got like a part of an episode on that. Like, yeah. it's been more about like her not dealing with John's death which I find fascinating. Oh, Richard's but,
0: death? R- her, yeah, Richard's yes, death. Richard,
1: oh, yes. Because she still hasn't, I mean, it's been so long and the fact I that know. she hasn't dealt with it yet is so relatable to so many people. I know. I mean, that really is heavy stuff.
0: You're right. That is, I mean, that's a real story. I feel like that's something that would be wor- really worth exploring. And I, as much as people said about her, like her daughter, that whole scene with the burgers or whatever, I would like to see her more with her daughter just because that's like a real, that's like a real person-to-person relationship mm-hmm. I feel like this past episode too just being on a cast trip it is so isolated and it's just like what's happening on this on this trip in Mexico and so there's right. just not a lot of substance it kind of reminded me of Scary Island which I just rewatched.
1: oh so good
0: <laughs> yeah Scary Island I think was a little bit better but um how it was just kind of you know Bethany versus Kelly and then Ramona trying to you know Kick Jill out and there wasn't anything like real going on but it was still like an isolated entertaining situation.
1: Oh so good just the the Roni personalities are just so good I know. and no matter who is on the cast it always ends up working which is it just does. amazing and that's truly the only cast that I feel like any franchise that the cast has always worked. Maybe not it's not the best cast ever but they've been better with their casting than, say, the Orange Counties and Beverly Hills. Were you
0: a Jill or a Bethany fan? Bethany,
1: all day, every day. I love B. I love B. I don't think she's always right, but typically I side with B. And I just have so much. And I, it's not that I liked B and didn't like Jill. Like I've never been one to like pick a side and like hate the other person. Like right. I stand Brittany, but that doesn't mean that I don't love Christina. Backstreet Boys are my jam, but right. sure, I get down to sync. Like, yeah. there's room for everybody. Yes, I but agree. But I do prefer watching Bethany on camera over Jill.
0: Yeah, I feel like I... It was, it was surprising how much Ramona hit the nail on the head with Jill when she said... When Bethany and Jill were still on good terms mm-hmm. before the falling out, and Ramona said she only supports you because you're the underdog right now. And I remember being so offended for Bethany because I'm like, that's rude for you to call your friend an underdog. And she's like, well, you know, cause you need like support and help. Like you're kind of struggling. And I was like, wow, that's so rude. But in the end you really do have to compare Bethany's situation back in season like two and even three where I know season two, where she was like, she didn't have a lot of money. She wasn't very successful. She's like baking cupcakes and selling them at a farmer's market. Like, she, and she wasn't married. She wanted to have kids, but, like, didn't know how that was going to happen. So she was an underdog. And I, and I do think Ramona was being shady when she said that. But it didn't necessarily have to be shady because it is true. Jill wanted Bethany to be, like, her sidekick. And then it was mm. so interesting because the next season when her and Bethany were no longer friends and Luann was going through her divorce, who did she invite to the Hamptons to stay with her? Luann, to sit in her bed and gossip all day. And I'm like, because Luann's not doing great. And it it can so easily for Jill come off as, I'm helping my friends because they, they need me now. But I really do think Ramona hit the nail on the head that it was like, I wanna be around the people who aren't doing as well as me. And that's so sad.
1: And of course, Ramona's mind thinks that way because that's who Ramona is. Yes, yes, very
0: true. Yeah, let's oh, not like Ramona. give Ramona too much credit
1: here. Yeah, no, I'm looking to take any credit away from a Ramona that I can these days. I'm so over her. I mean, that's just another wild thing about 2020. I've always apologized for, I've apologized for the apologizer. I love Ramona Singer but she's just been horrendous. Like, this season I haven't enjoyed her, seeing how she is in real life and just how she's not as worried about the world yes. as she should be and it's just not thoughtful on how people not in the 1% live like she does. Like, I'm just, I'm over it.
0: I know, I really think the quarantine thing really bothered me because they were saying on the news how worried they were that all these People in the hot spot in New York were go just flying to Florida to go to their home, which okay, yes, you you have a home there that is also, you know, partially your home. And yes, I understand that you want to quarantine where you feel the most safe or what's the most comfortable to you. Just like I know people who went and stayed with their parents, like a oh, full-on yeah. adults who had roommates that were like, I'm not staying with these people. I'm going to go live with my parents. And like, honestly, if I weren't married, I probably would have done the same thing if I was like in the same same friends. So I don't fault her for wanting that. However, they like specifically said, don't do this. And then she did it anyway. And then we find out that she had COVID. Like what? Just so inconsiderate. So inconsiderate. Right. And if she had actually quarantined down there, it'd be one thing. But she's like, Well, as soon as they opened things up, I mean, I was allowed that it was open. I'm allowed to go. I'm like But it was open early. It was open too early. No one should have been out bebopping around without masks on in the middle of pandemic. It just shouldn't have happened.
1: You know, and for reasonable people who, like, listen to scientists and know who, like, you know, people who work for the CDC know a lot about this. And maybe this isn't my expertise, so I'm going to rely on people who have expertise in this area. Whereas Ramona is one of those people who hears what she wants to hear. Yeah. I'm sorry for this little mini political rant, but if we had any kind of leadership that was like giving good guidance, we wouldn't have had these random early openings, like states and whatnot that are opening up just to see how it goes without having any like real protocol. Like it's just been a disaster and people like Ramona have not made it easier. And like her, her issues with Leah, I feel
0: like Leah is egging her on a little bit. But I don't blame her for it because I feel like Ramona is being ridiculous and she just keeps, I feel like she wants to
1: make Ramona explode. Well, just wearing that black dress to Ramona's birthday party was a troll in itself and bless her heart for it. She knew exactly what she was doing and I'm absolutely here for it. And I know. I love her for it. But yeah, that's exactly what pissed Ramona off. Like, why is Ramona so concerned about Leah looking hotter than her in front in like a room of like middle-aged like mega women? Like, I just don't understand.
0: And then it was so interesting because she says, she admits, if there were husbands here, I wouldn't approve of your outfit. Like, that just says so much to me that you are honestly telling someone like, I don't trust you around my friend's husband's or potentially my husband, if she's thinking about Mario or whatever, like, I don't trust you around my friend's husband's because of what you're wearing, which is so backwards. It goes back to like this in school, not being able to wear a tank top. Cause you're distracting the other kids. Like that's so not nice. great.
1: Well, and she's also one of those people that like heaven forbid they were to be some sort of sex crime, she would blame the woman for what she was wearing or how much she had to drink like that's who Ramona is she blames these things and it's like she is for somebody who's allegedly supports other women, right, She does right. the opposite, she does <laughs> not support any women. I don't know of a woman she supports except for herself.
0: I know. It was so funny because she did that post on Instagram where she's like, look, I'm supporting women and she has like a ta- a skinny girl towel that was like given to her. I'm like, wait, that's not supporting because you're like using a free towel with a blue t- logo on it. Like, she- that's not the same thing. That's not. Oh
1: my gosh. Did you see her Ageless by Ramona on the table um, when she had dinner with Mario and Avery? <laughs> I'm like, who are I you? Was like, oh, she, she supports herself.
0: Yeah. Are you completely hooked yet? Make sure you come back tomorrow to listen to the rest of our sit down. We talk about Roni, but we, we talk about a lot of things. So definitely come back tomorrow. But in the meantime... Make sure you follow Ashley at On This Day Entertainment. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on Twitter. She writes for a taste of reality. She also mentioned that she had a TikTok. She talks about that later, um, but she's not really posting on that as much now that there's Instagram Reels. And she does have a Facebook group you can join. So check her out. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. thanks for listening to It's All Happening with Amanda. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and recommend to a friend. And remember, if you don't have anything nice to say, just DM me. If you want to work together in the future, please reach out. I love meeting other Bravo lovers like myself. Until next time.